This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. We are here from the Indianapolis, Indiana Convention Center and the 2023 NFL Combine alongside Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans as we now welcome in our second guest in our second episode this week. We've got Dane Brugler from the Athletic, lead draft analyst over with the Athletic. And Dane, Welcome back, sir. It's good to oh. see you in person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not the combine until I get to sit down with you guys, <laughs> and you know, we, we broadcast the draft show here. So yeah, no, this is uh, it's fun. It's uh, it's a busy week. I mean, yeah. we always learn so much this week, not just on the field, but behind the scenes and just all the buzz going on. I mean, this is and it's not only draft. I mean, this is where every you know almost every GM, almost every head coach is here. This is where a lot of the free agent deals start yeah. to, you know, the groundwork starts to happen. And so, you know, there's so much going on. It's just sometimes it could feel overwhelming because you try to embrace it all. But, uh, yeah, it's been a, a, a busy week and we've barely gotten started. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're just getting underway. Aisha, yeah. I feel like you, you're probably in the same boat. First combine. I mean, yeah. it, what is the, has it just been drinking from a fire hose? Is that really what the information's been flowing at you like over these last couple of days? I need a nap nap. <laughs> I need a nap nap. No, man, it's, it's just, for me, the idea of just being able to be around football to this level is just something I, I didn't know if I was going to ever experience and just... It's just a whole bunch of people that love football, and it's just, it's a dope feeling being here. It really is. And you get to share a, a desk with Dame Brugler. I know, man. My friends about to be jealous. You know what I'm <laughs> They about to be jealous. Nah, it's cool to to meet the man and the myth, the legend. No, mm-hmm. no, no, I appreciate that. No, it's a. It, I enjoyed doing the podcast with you guys uh, a couple weeks ago, and so yeah. that's going to be fun to do it in person. Yeah. I know. It's already show number three for you, so that's pretty yeah, wild yeah. to think about, too. Usually we, we have to get you on the combine, and that's the yeah, last yeah. we hear of you. And people love you, so yep. it's it's dope just to talk to you, hear your perspective. I mean, the, the line you gave to us before, I was like, yeah, that's that's why you're here, my oh, dad. Oh, yeah, he gave <laughs> us a little sneak peek of the beast <laughs> that's coming out on The Athletic, which, of course, is, is the best draft guide out there, I will say that, no doubt about it. That one in the Star Magazine draft guide. Of course. Uh, but, yeah, the, those are the two things that, that I'm looking forward to the most. And it all, like you said, it all just kind of starts funneling together yes. with the combine. All this information starts converging in on each other. What's been the biggest storylines that have stuck out to you here over these first couple days? Still a long way to go. Interviews go all the way up until Sunday. Workouts go all the way up until Sunday. Mm-hmm. But what have you seen so far and what's stuck out? I just had to make sure it's Wednesday. Okay, so it's Wednesday. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we, no on-field stuff yet, no yep. measurements yet. So, but we have uh, today was the first time we saw prospects coming through for you know defensive linemen, linebackers. Chance to talk to those guys. Obviously, the biggest news probably the Jalen Carter um, uh, news about you know the, the warrant for his arrest with uh, uh, you know leaving the scene and. Uh, you know, we, we just we don't know enough details right now to really dive yeah. into a subject like that in terms of how it's going to affect his draft stock, his football future. Um, you know, it's a sensitive subject, obviously. Uh, right. So we just don't know enough about it. But it, it, talking about the biggest storylines from the combine, that has to be you know you know kind of lead it off. And he was supposed to speak earlier mm-hmm. this morning. Of course, with this being Wednesday when we're recording this, he was supposed to speak this morning. The news broke this morning, too, so he didn't end up making it to the Combine. Since then, reports are that he's going to return to Athens where, of course, the incident happened. And like you said, so little information, so quick on on the turnaround of everything that just happened. But he was your number one prospect in in your most recent top 100 on The Athletic. And I I think you're not alone in that fact. I think a lot of people, a lot of teams (laughs) Mm -hmm. had him as the number one prospect. Can this shake that? And will this shake that? It's early to tell, but it's kind of... It looks that way, at least in the mm-hmm. early going. I mean, that, that, and this is why the combine is so important: is to be able to sit down with these guys, learn more about them. Uh, you know, you can watch the tape and see what type of, type of players they are, yeah. but getting a chance to interview them and learn about them as people—that's um, such an important part of, it, especially at the top five pick. You know, we're investing millions of dollars into you, and you know, you're going to be a face of our franchise and a building block to where we want to be, and all that. So. 
you know, with Jalen Carter, it just became a little more complicated. Um, and, you know, since he won't be here, um, he's going to go back to Athens to take care of that, which, you know, understandably so. Yeah. That pushes the timeline with, you know, as teams try to figure out, you know, Jalen Carter and how this could affect things. So we know what he is on the field. He is a dominant player. Uh, the, the, the line I keep coming back to with him, the block destruction is special. Uh, but now as a person, and you know what, there, there was already whispers about character concerns, things yeah. like that. I, I was told from a scout that went through there that he wouldn't characterize it as character concerns. It was more just immaturity, which, you yeah. know, for a lot of 20, 21-year-old players in this draft, you could say that about them. You know, they're, they're young. I don't. I, I certainly don't want people to go back when I was 21 years old and <laughs> to judge me. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I, no, none of us want that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's something that, yeah, has to learn to be a professional, but obviously this new updated information clouds things a little bit. And so it is, as long as, you know, there's time before the the Bears have to, you know, run up the, 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 the card with a name on it, there's always time for something. Remember a couple of years ago with the, the gas mask, Laramie Tunsil, like yeah. that happened that that day, that night. And so that changed things. Um, so with with this uh with this Carter stuff, you know, time will tell. We'll give it time to breathe, let it play out. Um but, you know, I it wouldn't make any snap judgments that he is or isn't going to be that number one yeah. player in this draft. So, it's uh it's, it's interesting. Not definitely. And when the announcement came through and we were getting the notifications on our phones, you could you could literally feel the energy yeah. here change. Like no doubt. everyone kind of went into this state of you know, what's going to happen, and, and everyone's asking questions and wondering what was going on. So it, that also, to me, put in perspective, like, how big of like how big of a deal it would be if anything happened and that this player just has such importance on this draft, it seems like, and oh, yeah. how things could play out. So I'm, um, I don't know, I felt the disappointment and stuff in the room. Like, you could feel it, you know? Yeah. Like, and even though we know little, it just still was like, like, I, I personally was like, dang. Well, it's one of the biggest draft storylines you could have. Mm -hmm. You think about it. You just mentioned the Laramie Tunsil situation. You think about some of those other prospects in the past. Even some of these big storylines, most of the time, they're not around the number one guy. This is the top prospect, potentially, in the draft class. So Mm -hmm. the fact that it's merged with the two and on a week like this where everybody's together, there was a a huge mass of humanity around his podium earlier, anticipating him walking up. Of course, that ended up happening. But... Just the the pure energy of the the anxious arrival of these prospects and the anticipation of finally getting to hear from a lot of them, and then this is kind of the the news that breaks. It was it was it was a bit of a disappointment, a bit of a letdown for the most part. It was, and you have to wonder how because obviously with the number one pick and you know the Bears trade or you know what's going to happen yeah. there, something like this changes kind of how that conversation plays out. Um, you know if you're if you're the Bears, you're hoping for that phone call with the monster offer for you to trade back. Um, but now with this news, does that change anything with their thinking? So, you know, it definitely has an effect on how we you know, project those first few picks. It's, it, it makes things a little more complicated. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about that Bears pick and whether or not they would trade it. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, especially because it is a Cowboys draft show. But mm-hmm. with the Bears specifically, if somebody's going to call, get on the phone and, and bring that offer, yeah. that massive offer that it would take to take the number one pick, is that going to be for a quarterback, or could it be a non-quarterback like a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson at the top of the draft? No, I think it's a quarterback all yeah. the way. I mean, I think you know, <laughs> if, if it's going to be that price, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, got to be a quarterback. And, and you know, look, look at the top ten. There's probably what four teams that are realistically in play to move up. You look at the Texans at two, okay. Colts at four, the the Raiders. I mean. Don't rule out the Seahawks either. I mean, that sure. Pete Carroll and, and uh, John Schneider have said we're all in on these quarterbacks. We're we're paying a lot of attention to them. But you know, I I'd still be a little surprised if they took a quarterback uh, in the top uh, top five six picks. Um, the Raiders at seven, no, and then the Panthers at nine. I think those four teams, you know, it's it, they're jockeying for position. You know, we here's the guy we want, but you know, is he going to be there for us? And so what is it, what type of trade package does it take? Meanwhile, the bears are like, you know, just give us all the packages, get all the other <laughs> trade packages, get your best offers. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. We see the bears trade back twice. Wow. I, I think there's going to be some panic with sure. the quarterbacks and like to try to get a hold of them early in this draft. Like I really do think quarterback could change the mm-hmm. start of this draft drastically. What do you think which about one? those? That's the thing. Yeah. That, you know, it's, I, that's where I think we're all, Kind of in the dark because each one of these quarterbacks are talented, but you can mm. poke holes in them, yes. right? You know, it's the 
I don't, we don't have a Trevor Lawrence this year no. where Trevor Lawrence was, he's going number one. doesn't matter who's picking one, he's going one. I don't think we have that guy this year. So, you know, could Anthony Richardson be the first quarterback drafted? It's not impossible. You know, if a team really believes in his ceiling and what he could be, uh, he's such a a young player you know he has under 400 pass attempts in college mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to find those guys that have you know such meager experience so um you know the, the quarterback carousel at the top is going to be really interesting and in shape how things play out but yeah again from the bears uh okay let's let's take a trade offer from go to one to four and then hey the panthers are calling they want to get up to four okay let's trade back to nine and meanwhile you're looking at the bears they have Justin Fields as their quarterback. You're going to next year with three first-round picks, and, you know, okay, if Justin Fields works out, great. If he doesn't, well, we've got three first-round picks that go up and get Caleb Williams if we want. So mm. I think the Bears are in a perfect situation to to do this. So, I, was, yeah. I was literally just – I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was, we were talking <laughs> about it, but I was just – we were talking about how much – I know we're not supposed to be talking about the Bears, but just how much the Bears have – to to fix and how they how mm-hmm. much they have to build and just how like to me i'm like how long do you you know do that with justin fields like until you start seeing improvement so when you mention something like that not saying he's not a great player and stuff it's just like i don't want him to be wasted with them in a rebuilding phase mm-hmm. even sure. with the draft pick so yeah and because you figure uh, you know a year from now you need to start talking extension with justin fields yeah. you're you know, already there right you're already there so, so to, yeah. the chance to reset the quarterback the rookie quarterback clock is a factor that i don't think enough fans really understand it's a factor in how teams operate sure especially if you if you need that outside help you need to go and spend money in free agency in order order to win or if you don't have the draft capital which the bears could acquire Mm -hmm. that draft capital by trading backwards but it's not something that's out of the question to maybe look at resetting that rookie quarterback clock something to, to keep in mind as we move forward now let's take a look deeper down into the draft class because how could that sort of domino effect affect the Cowboys? Because mm-hmm. if these quarterbacks go early, we've always talked about it, at least over the Dak era, get these quarterbacks up there. Let's take as many quarterbacks. Sure. If we could take 25 quarterbacks in the first 26 picks, that'd be awesome. Let's get it done, right? Because you want the best players that are right. non-quarterbacks to slide down to you. If there is, let's say, a Bears team that's able to acquire two, maybe three first-round picks, you've got a couple teams already in front of the Cowboys that have multiple first-round picks. Does that hurt or does that help their chances to maybe try and stack the board a little bit in their favor to maybe get a first-round graded player that deep into the first? Yeah, and, you know, I think this is an interesting draft because I don't don't know how many first-round grades they're going to have. Usually there's, you know, between 18 and 22 first round graded players mm-hmm. this year i don't maybe they might not have that many you where know do you, where do you stand in terms of first round graded you know it, it, it's it i'm more a little fewer than that i'm more closer to 15 okay you know like it's i don't am i wrong i mean no you're right no you're right i, I think i think i'm about seven seventeen yeah, so okay. that's kind of what Buck, right Buck right was, but go ahead sorry no that no and, that, and that's it's just it's not not a ton of blue chippers, you know, yeah, in this draft where it's uh, certain positions you love the depth, you know, you tight end, pass rusher, running back, really good depth. But in terms of the no doubt about it, this guy's going to come in be an impact starter for us. Uh, you know, it's hard to find those true first round grades. But you know what, uh, Tyler Smith was was he a yeah. you know he was a, a, a blue chipper? Yeah. No, but they drafted him first round and. Uh, you do a redraft tomorrow, and he goes top ten. And they were confident in it too. Yeah, they were. Super they had a first confident. round grade we on him, and right, 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 right. That that's been confirmed. I mean, that wasn't just blowing mm-hmm. smoke. They believed in Tyler Smith at twenty four last year. Mm-hmm. Can they get lucky again a couple picks later? That's the biggest thing. And to, right. to your point, Dane, like I, what I could see there maybe being one tight end taken in the first round, if that. Ooh, interesting. In a good tight end class. I don't too. think I. I I, oh, I, I forgot. She hates tight ends. No, We've talked about no, this No, that's before. what I was about to say. Listen, hear me <laughs> out. I actually started, you know, I looked into a few more, and I was impressed with some of them. I'm, I really like that a lot of these guys are starting to just have more of the receiver qualities. I think you're starting to see a shift in so bad to a fact that if a guy has drops as a tight end, we're like, oh, he's not that good. Like, God dang, he's a, he's a tight end. Like, yeah. chill out. So the, the position is starting to interest me more, but I looked at Tucker Craft, Don Kincaid, those gentlemen. Who, who's that. your favorite tight end that you've seen so far? 
I Dalton Kincaid was brought to my attention from uh, Utah. From Utah, mm-hmm. he was brought to my attention. I really started looking at. I walked him last night. I looked at him today. And I, when you're talking about what do you want a tight end in, in this generation of of NFL, he's kind of that dude. He's okay. just kind of that dude. I I have sorry. I had down the field threat has a good feel. A lot of tight end to me is feel. Like how yeah. do I feel the defender? How do I shift my weight or whatever the case may be? Angles. And I think he has a good feel for the game as well. And um, he's a former basketball player. You see it in his strong hands and how he really grabs the ball with his hands. Tight ends are supposed to be uh, QB friendly. Mm-hmm. This is a guy you can throw. You can throw the ball up to and be like, he's down there somewhere. Like, I, yeah. and I and I think that's helpful for any quarterback at this point. But I just think his hands are so strong and he can get some things done after the catch. Yak ability seems to be important now yeah. in tight end. Like, what are what world are we in right now? Like, would a Jason Witten with some of these? I'm just being honest. Would some of these guys from maybe ten years ago make like be a tight a standard tight end right now? Same thing about linebacker. Yeah, but we'll get no, there. No, you're right. <laughs> we'll get there. But yeah, that's he is my favorite watch so far. Okay. Yeah, I, no, there's I, other guys, but I certainly he's my understand that. So I, mean, far. He, I think he might be the best pure pass catcher in this Tracking. draft. I, I mean, receivers too. Wow, like he is that good as a as a just a pure pass catcher. His ability to isolate the football, go and get it, come down, and then to your point about the yak, he's very very efficient. Catch, boom, run. Like it's just it's a fluid motion. You're you're not overthinking it. So yeah, I, I totally get it. My my big thing with him is just is he a tight end? You know, he, is he a bit, just a big slot? Because, you know, what he weighs in at this week will be interesting. You know, you go back and look at tight ends that are below 245. Mm-hmm. There's not many many guys. And he's you know? at 240, 6'3", 240, right? Well, we don't have a – because he wasn't at the Senior Bowl. That's right. And he, yeah. and so we don't have a, the official measurements yet. Um, I, in the spring, I think he was 241. So, wow. you know, he's – now, could he put it on five pounds? Sure. And, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. But – that's because he's more of that that F tight end, that Joker, the guy that's a hybrid. You want him in the slot, but you know, I like, like Travis Kelsey's two two hundred sixty pounds. Yeah, like people always say, oh, I want Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark was two hundred sixty pounds. You know, like I people need to remember, like this, he's still tight end size. Where a guy like Kincaid, and, and so. And that's maybe, and that's not a bad thing if he's just a big slot because you could still be a very productive pro that way. But um, I, and I think that's the most important thing with these tight ends is they all offer something a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, Kincaid's a little bit different than Musgraves, who's a little different than Mayer. And so depending on what your offense wants, you're going to look at these tight ends a little differently. I have a question for both of you. How I, – because I wasn't into the – I was into the draft, but not as much. How much did Peyton Hendershot weigh? Uh, I can get it to you. Because yeah. – Give me two seconds. Get because it. I think people could could have – personally – I think some people would have said the same thing mm. about or similar things about him because if I'm not mistaken, Peyton only had like four drops his whole career. Right, right. He was that receiver. I got that receiver, but he he doesn't have a really huge build. Yeah, like, six four two fifty is so, what he weighed in at the combine. So I mean, Ferguson, how big was Ferguson? Well, uh, I tell you what, Dalton, Jake was six four plus two fifty. So right he was. A, Jake has a little bit more size, and you can see that in his game. Mm-hmm. But H- Hendershot. Um, I I thought that some of the reason why he went undrafted was because of size and blocking ability. So when you talk about Kincaid, I mean I I think Peyton is someone that is going to have success in this league as he you know continues to develop. But that's the body type uh, seems a little similar to me. I could be wrong, but the, I just was asking you guys. The lightest tight end to get drafted last year was Chigozum Okonkwo from Maryland, Titans, yeah. uh, 238, and he was 6'2". So you talk about a guy who could maybe be a big slot. He yeah. was kind of fitting that mold. He wasn't as good of a pass catcher as these guys that we're talking about with Kincaid. But well, another Dalton, Dalton Schultz, 244 Schultz. at the Combine. So a guy oh. that was below that 245 mark. Um, and he and, kind of built into that he, frame, and he too. Did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tight end is a position – obviously how to play it but the, the size and learning how to use your weight sit your hips all this stuff is in, is important to me because i i look at dalton schultz and i feel like he's really gotten a better understanding of the field and just how to angle his body and stuff and how to shift his weight break tackles he doesn't break a lot of tackles but when he does it's because he's shifting his weight and i think he's learned it he's learned how to do that and be fluid and still go and i, I think just you know, to your original point about maybe one going in the first round, it, it would be really interesting when we have such a talented group of tight ends at the top. You go, okay, let's go back 15 years and look at the the list of first round tight ends. It's not an impressive group. Nope. It's really not. And 
But you go back and look at it, the top tight ends drafted second round, mm. it's actually better would, than the group of drafted in the first round. So why is that? Well, and that's the thing. is like how do you – each team will look at it a little bit differently. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well – We'll just we'll draft a tight end in the second round. You know, it's not quite that easy, but you know, it's there, there's something at least to that where uh, there for some reason these first round tight ends have not. I mean, okay, the last 15 years, the tight end drafted in the first round who has lived up the most to his potential is maybe Njoku, yeah. maybe Hawkinson. I mean, it's not it's not really that impressive. Of, Ingram's of a group. kind of falling into that with a different team. Yeah, yeah he's right? starting to. Well, he's kind of. Kind of Finding that rhythm, right? What so, round was Dallas Goddard taken in? Second, second round. Yep. Barnacles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But also, too, I feel like tight end is very similar to what you said. Some people are going to look at Musgrave mm-hmm. and be like, "Heck yeah!" because of the run blocking and all that stuff. But then a Musgrave lot of people, from Musgrave State, rather yeah. from Morgan State, he's going to put on a show here. Just telling <laughs> you right now, he's he's going to put on a show. Yeah, you think so? I, I he is. I think he might be one of the best athletes here, regardless of Ooh, position. Hater Tots. And he's at 6'5", 255, and he's going to run around like that? He, I tell you what, he, okay, he was a four-sport guy in high school. Let's okay. see if you can name the four sports. Um, okay. I'm not about to do Football. That. Football. Right. Basketball. Because uh, he's a tight end. No. 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 Ooh, now this is going to get interesting. Baseball? Nope. Oh, my gosh. Water polo. Stop <laughs> it. It started getting weird. Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> no. You got one. Baseball? Nope, no Not. baseball. No. Okay. Is he a swimmer? No. Nope. Come okay. on, guys. This got is, three more this sports. Is wild. Track. Track. There you okay. go. Okay. That's okay. Fair. okay I should okay. probably put that moves. one up there. So. Soccer. Nope. Two more. I'm about um, to give up. Tennis. What, no. what sports are we talking about? Oh, he uh, wrestling. Is he wrestling? Nope. He wrestled. Okay. <laughs> Our producer Alex brought that he one out. Did not That's help good. at all. That's a good question. What are the other two? Uh, so okay, he he prepped in Oregon. I don't know if that helps or not. Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Okay. One I was more. about to say lacrosse, but I thought that would be satire. <laughs> no, lacrosse is a great sport. I know sport. it's There's a real a sport. I know it's a real sport, but I didn't know. There's not. I don't, not a whole, every school <laughs> offers lacrosse. Like it's not just my first. Yeah, on the West Coast they do. Right. Oh, they do. West Coast is big time lacrosse. Well, oh, East something. Coast too. The, the, East Coast has a ton. The fourth one is skiing. So, so no way. That is, as I say, the hips, the balance. Yep, exactly. I, I think that's where he gets a lot of it from. I think you can see it on the football field. So I, I do think Musgrave is going to put on a little bit of a show here. Well, so my question to <laughs> sorry, that sorry, was, sorry, no, sorry. you're okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. But I, I feel like the tight end position, because of like when we talk about the second round being, it's like a, it's a skill position, but it's it's not. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like. It, it does. It takes a lot of skill, but I think people feel like they can develop that skill mm-hmm. as opposed to you need to have it right away. So I think that's why folks decide to, you know, scouts and stuff, they decide to go later in the later rounds. But I believe it is becoming a skill position. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's becoming, and it's always been like the security blanket. you got to have a good tight end. But now it's like you're tight. We saw a tight end change the Super Bowl game. Like, mm-hmm. he's done it plenty of times, but I'm just saying, like, to see the impact that a good tight end can have on the field as a yeah. receiving threat. I mean, the Chiefs lost most of their receiving threats, and the, the guy still went off. Well, so You look at the three of the four teams that were in the title games this year. Great Travis titles. Kelsey, <laughs> George Kittle, Dallas Goddard. Three yeah. of the top, probably the top three outside of Mark Andrews sure, in yeah. the league right now. Make that argument, yeah. So, yeah, tight end is legitimately in. And I how think, many of those tight ends were drafted first round? None of them. None of them. Absolutely zero. So it's yeah. like, you know. You're making the point. You're making the point here. I, I, I think well, it, it's, it's he was something. huge on Kyle Pitts a couple years ago. Don't let uh, him fool you. No, and, and I still, everybody was. Yeah, I, we I loved him. I'm yeah. not sure what's going on there, but he uh, just needs to be free. He, does. <laughs> he just needs to be free, and he can be a player. Uh, I I still have hope for him. I uh, do. I do too. Me too. Yeah, but he'll it, get there. It, it, it's you know we talk about this a lot with running backs, right? About positional value in the draft, and you know, is it okay to draft one in the first round? Is it okay to draft one here? Tight ends is kind of the same thing. When you look at the track record of tight ends drafted where they are, you know, are you better off just waiting a little bit? Mm. So it's, it, it, is, it comes down to strategy, and just it, it, every team's going to look at it a little bit differently. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch to see just where these tight ends fall because there are some top-heavy tight ends. You mentioned Kincaid out of Utah. Mayer out of Notre, Notre Dame. Dame is right up yeah. there as well. And then you got Laporta from Iowa. Darnell Washington, Washington from Georgia. Yeah, as, as unique as they come. No I mean, doubt. Tucker so, Craft, I really... Yeah, South Dakota State. You can see his running back, his running back, um, 
background, background yeah. and his mm-hmm. vision and yeah. how he sees the field as as a tight end. I mean, when, once he once he squares and he looks at the field and surveys, like he's a problem because he can see different you know little crevices of where to where to cut and where to go. I'm yeah. excited to see where these tight ends go because I'm intrigued by the position. Sure. Honestly, I ran into to tight ends coach Linda Wells last night, and he wants to be on the show. So maybe we'll have to try and pick yes. his brain, too, and see how that goes. That would be he great. was like, get me on the show. Something on Tucker Craft that, you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll find in the draft guide. Uh, but okay. so his phone was blowing up in the offseason. Mm. Alabama wanted him. A lot of wow. power, power five teams wanted him. We're talking like six figures. Uh, NIL, yeah. And he decided to stay put at South Dakota State. Wow. He decided to. Won a national championship. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And I think they would have beat Iowa if he doesn't get hurt in that Ooh. season opening game. Yeah. I, I think he his impact was that great. Uh, and they. I mean, it was a close game, so you know, I I really think that they would have they would have won that game. So, so I need to elevate Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State over Sam Laporta from Iowa. Is what you're telling? Me. I might. That's what I heard. And I actually like Laporta. Yeah, no, I actually might. Good. I think this gen. I think Tucker Craft is is moldable. I okay. think I feel like he can do. He can he can run block pretty well, but also he passes the ball well. I think he's a good in between. That if he gets a little bit more coaching and yeah. gets a little bit more fluid in the position, he could be a, he could be a player for yeah. sure. He's he's moldable in my opinion. Here you go. Keep your eyes on the tight ends because that's going to be a fun position to watch. All right, we got to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to do some Twitter on the twenty. And we're going to hit a lot of prospects. That's what we're going to do the rest of this show. We're going to start giving some scouting reports. We're going to blow through some prospects. We've got Dane Brugler, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans here from Radio Row and the NFL Combine. More of the draft show presented by Miller Lite right after this. And Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and laser care eye center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfwis.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, 
with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back into the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. We are live from Radio Row at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana. Alongside Aisha Morrison and Dane Brugler, I'm Kyle Yeomans. It's time now for some Twitter on the 20. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter on the 20, 20, 20. We don't have the sounder, Dane. Sorry. Uh, I, I, it's okay. fooled me. Yeah, you know, hey, hey we're, we're pretty good. All right. We have this one question. I don't want to say his name on, on air because I, I feel like there's something weird here. But uh, tell me more. About defensive end Felix Onyedike Uzama from Kansas State, correct? Yep, yep. A late bloomer who, okay. you know, really didn't have a ton of offers coming out of high school uh, in the Kansas City area, and uh, like he was going to go to North Dakota State at one point, and the Kansas State came in the mix really late, and you know he he redshirted. He was a young player, and he just really blew up. I I like him a lot. He was really productive. I. I for my pass rushers, I want a little bit more at the top of the rush in, in terms of just being a little more explosive and getting around the corner. But how do you argue with his production? You know, yeah. he, he's he's a guy that just uh, and he's really smart. Like he's he's a guy that sets up his rush. Um, he studies his opponent. He knows the blocker he's going up against. He knows how to set a trap. He knows okay. This uh, tackle, you know, he's setting hard on his outside foot, outside foot. So. He's going to push up, push up, push up, and then go with the inside move. I mean, he understands. You know, a lot of pass rushers, they're just going to go throw this kitchen sink at him, whatever. But uh, this is the type of pass rusher that understands the type of blockers he's going up against and then how to use that against them. So that, I, that even though I'm not, like, super high on him, like, he's not a top 50 guy for me, but I really like him in that day two range, and I think he's going to have a long NFL career because of how – intelligent and cerebral he is at attacking the quarterback. What did you see, Aisha? I have not gotten to him yet. Oh, you haven't? No, and I'm not about to sit up here and talk to him like I have. That's like, okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's why Dane's here. That's why yeah, we got to get into it. That's literally like, yes. Have you seen Mozzie Smith? Yes. From from Michigan, defensive yes. lineman. We didn't get a chance to hear from him today. He got caught up in medicals, and he never actually made it to the to the media side of things. Uh, I've, I've heard some background interest from the Cowboys side of things, because he's one of the best run stuffers mm-hmm. in the draft, or at least that's his, his mm-hmm. calling card coming out of college. Have you see, What have you seen from him that would impress you, and is he an option at 26? So, I mean, yeah, like we were talking about, it depends on what you're looking for, mm. because a lot of these DTs or D linemen, I feel like with the Cowboys, they've gone with for guys who can rush the passer, but then they're going to stop the run on the way to the passer. This guy right here is a run stopper. Do I think he could add, you know, some some pass rush stuff to his arsenal? Absolutely. I wanted to ask him that today to see if that was something he's working on. But he is such a willing run stopper. You see him at the bottom of piles all the time. He is yeah. not afraid to get in there and get, and get dirty. But also, too, I like how he disengages. I like how he gets guys' hands off of him. And I... I uh, was looking at him, the battle between him and uh, Steve Avila, Avila mm. Avila from mm. TCU. We talked about it. I, I wanted to ask him. I felt like that was his hardest battle. And he, I mean, Avila took him. <laughs> they, they went mm-hmm. at it. And it was one of the best, to me, it was one of the best matchups I've watched. Just man on man, power on power. Yeah. And also technique on technique. Yeah. Because to get off of the blocks the way that Mozzie does, I've, I'm curious to see how well he two-gaps if he does decide to two-gap. I feel like that's something in the league now that some guys can do and some guys can't. I talked to Hankins about that in the mm-hmm. locker room, and he was just saying that it's it's you're, you think more. You have to think more when you're two-gapping. And if you make the mistake, if because you're taking Because it's technique. A, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so for him, I feel like if you want a guy to come in and, and eat up double teams and and two gap and and possibly two gap later on i think this is a guy you can bring in and immediately see a difference just from the middle of your defense and he gonna get bigger Mm. he's gonna get a couple sandwiches in him dude like he's already he's gonna hit that training table at the star right Dude, he's gonna get so huge but (laughs) um yeah i mean you can't watch you can't watch steve avila and and not 
see this battle. Like, you, you have He's, to look at that yeah. battle. It was a real serious technical, like, towards the later the later quarters, like, okay, you're starting to know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what you're doing. It's just power. So power. he has right. one tech, three tech versatility, right? Yes. He can play anywhere in yeah. the interior. I mean, he was strictly a nose for, for Michigan. I mean, he was a guy that's going to, you know, the, the, the tilted nose where, you know, he's going to take on a lot of doubles. And that's why his production, you look at his production, it's not going to impress you. Yeah. I get a grand total of six tackles for loss in his career, maybe a half sack, that's it. But when you look at what he was asked to do, um, I mean, he was more than fine occupying that role. Yes. Um, you know, he's he was number one on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. This guy is a, just a uh, a power, powerful, powerful uh, guy. Talking to Mike Morris about him, uh, the Michigan defensive end. Mm-hmm. He just, he's like, you guys don't see what I see in the in the weight room, in the locker room. The way this guy works, we call him the gorilla. Like he's just uh, uh, unbelievable uh, uh, strength. Like it just comes from all these weird places in his body. Um, so yeah, he's he's a guy that's unselfish, doing the dirty work inside. But I do I, I do think there could be a little bit more in terms of getting upfield yes. and uh, attacking gaps. And so, yeah, Mozzie Smith, I'll be... I'll be shocked if he lasts out if he falls out of the top forty. It's more of a question of okay, does he get into that first round or not? So, yeah. and that pretty much comes down to teams and their belief. How much you know the pass rush potential? What is that? Yeah, you, that, would you take him in the first round? Would he, would he be one what, of those guys? Yeah, that's what you're looking what you're, for, right? Yes, like yeah. we just. It depends on what you are looking for yeah. because some of these DTs, like I feel like moving forward, some teams are looking for some pass rush ability from yeah. them so i really think that could maybe be a knock on him quote unquote but if you just want if you just want a guy to come in i mean like we talked about i feel like the cowboys for the first time in a long time saw what a true nose can do mm-hmm. for your whole defensive line how it frees up your linebackers how it frees up and obviously hankins is not a gentleman that you i don't know if you're gonna you plan on keeping for an extended period of time mm-hmm. i would love a gentleman like this to come in to man the, the middle of this defense and, and kind of slow down the run absolutely the, the name i wrote down was uh brandon mebane um okay. and you know he maybe that's not a sexy name but the importance that he had to those seattle defenses mm. up front like that's you know again he doesn't he's not talked about a lot because he's not going to light up the stat sheet but he was so important to what seattle did in, in a lot of those uh uh, you know, winning seasons they had. So, you know, if, if you can, now, and, and then you get into the conversation, okay, is the price right in terms of the value of a first-round pick? And But I, I think if that's what you're looking for in your defensive line, yeah, I mean, you can absolutely uh, you make a case that he belongs there in the first round. Yeah. Ooh, interesting to, to keep an eye on. I Like I said, I've heard interest. I really have mm-hmm. from the Cowboys side of things because of his run-stuffing ability. That makes sense. And it sounds that the, the, everything that you're telling me right now, and I don't know a ton about the background of the player, but all the background you're giving me at the moment, it feels like a Cowboys side sort of pick. This mm-hmm. type of guy that, that Will McClay is going to, to kind of rally around and put into his locker room. It's, keep an eye on Mozzie Smith moving forward. All right. Will a combine, a good combine for Detavian Wicks, Detavian Wicks, would that give him a, a three to five round possibility for the Cowboys if he has a, a really good combine? He is, he's tough because you watch his 2021 tape and you're like, okay, this guy is big, he's talented. Wide receiver from Virginia, by yes, the way. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I forgot um, to say that. But then you watch his 2022 film and it's, it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just the entire Virginia offense was below average. It was tough to watch. But Wicks really struggled this this year. But I you see the talent with him and so... He's one of those guys that I. It will probably take me the entire process to get a good read on him, where I feel comfortable. Okay, this is what he is. This is what he'll be at the NFL level because the it was just so night and day different, junior year to senior year. So um, the, the drops are frustrating with him, but he's a big athlete who can make plays down the field. So I think you know it, right now I've got him in that fourth, fifth range. Could he get in the top 100? Sure, I, I mm-hmm. think it's certainly possible because again he's big, he's athletic. Uh, I think he'll do a nice job here at the combine. Want to see him in the gauntlet? You know, like uh, we talk so much about the forty and you know the three cone things like that, but the position drills, the position specific drills, um, th- that's a big part of this too. You know, for defensive linemen, I want to see him run the hoop. For wide receivers, I want to see him run the gauntlet. Where yeah. you know you're going to see their focus, you're going to be able to see uh, you know their ability to stay straight and balanced on that that white line. Uh, how quickly they they pluck, put it away, keep going. Uh, how quickly you pick up the football. So 
Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a big thing for Wix is to see how he does the gauntlet this week. Why do you think that is? Why do you think... Because I, he's not the only player. I, I think a lot of people said can say the same about. I mean, I personally can say the same about even Will Anderson as a compare in comparison mm, to last year. Sure. Why do you think that is? Is I've heard different reasons. There are different reasons as to. I know my draft stock is here, or a team's figuring out kind of what you like to do. Your tendencies. Right. What do you? What do you kind of attribute Wicks kind of his his um his tape this season in comparison to last season? That's you know that's that's the job of the scout, right? You have to be a private detective. You have to figure out. You have to okay. Let's let's okay. dive in. Look at okay. Coaching change, injury, yeah. new quarterback. Like, you know you have to take all these factors and figure it out. It it, it really is like a, you're a de- you're a detective. You have to take the evidence and, and come up with a conclusion. And you know that's that's why you know scouts they have to be fortune tellers. They have to be psychologists. They have to be detectives. They have to be all these wear all these different hats. And a guy like Wix is a good example of how you really have to be a detective. Um, not so much the person, but the player to figure out, okay, what, what is the big difference? And with him, yes, new coach, yeah. new offense, uh, but same quarterback. Um, you know, so, you know, what, what, he, and that's why he's a little frustrating is because of, you know, he still saw plenty of targets. He shouldn't have, shouldn't have struggled as much as he did. But, um, you know, definitely want to do more work on him. But I think he's in that mid-round discussion. That's okay. interesting to keep an eye on because that's one of those under-the-radar guys, right? Yes. That's an under-the-radar guy who could sure. emerge. I think you were talking about guys who had a drop-off in tape. I think Kayshawn Boutte. Boutte? Boutte. It, it is Boutte. 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 Boutte yeah. uh, I think he's in that same conversation, but it was two years ago. So it's, it, it year, was yeah. 2020 where he really broke out, or 21, where he broke out and then worked into 21 and 22 the way that he did. So. Yep. Interesting case in, in both of those scenarios. Keeping with wide receivers, and you could maybe, we can broaden this out to any position. Chris Olave surprised everybody last year with a really impressive 40 time. Mm. Is there someone who could surprise us again this year? It's a good question from Brady. I don't know. Did he surprise us? I mean, I think we thought we'd be fast. I thought um, he was going to be fast. Yeah. yeah. Just me. So Brady's surprised. Okay, okay Brady's surprised. Sorry, Brady. My bad. Is there anybody that could surprise us, though? Um, who are some of the fastest 40 times oh, that we okay. can anticipate? Let's go through that. Well, I'll, I'll give you a guy who could surprise. Okay. Um, Cedric Tillman, Tennessee. Okay. You know, the the quote-unquote other Tennessee wide receiver. Um, Jalen Hyatt is going to blaze. Oh, yeah. He's going to burn. Uh, but Cedric Tillman, the other Tennessee wide receiver, I, I tell you what, this guy is an NFL starter, and at 6'3", 215 pounds, would not be surprised at all if he runs a sub 4.45 in the 40. He can move, and yeah. he's a little linear. You know, like, uh, we'll, we'll find out about the short shuttle and three-cone, but the jumps and the 40, I think, are going to be really impressive with Cedric Tillman. I'm, I think four under 4.45 or under, and above 40 inches in the vertical. It's very, very possible for, for Cedric Tillman. So, um, you know, I think he's a guy to keep. In my top 100, he was like 70 or something like that. He, he, he I went back and watched a little bit more of him. He needs to be higher. I think he's, mm. I think he's a top 60 guy. You know, he's, okay. you, you plug him in. I, Cortland Sutton, um, okay. you know, uh, a faster version of Nico Collins. Like he's, he's, cause he's a big body. Uh, he can win above the rim, but he's got speed as well. So I think Cedric Tillman, uh, could turn some heads this week. Okay. All right. Can I say a running back? Absolutely. Okay, I was trying to say, you know, I was trying to make sure I had his name right. Pittsburgh running back Israel Abanaconda. Uh, there you go, Abanaconda. Yeah. I think he. People know he has burnt. <laughs> don't laugh. No, I love it. I know he has Like he has on field. Like his his separation speed is so serious. Breakaway speed, rather, yes, is insane. Right. I think the dude is, and he also mm-hmm. runs on his toes. Mm-hmm. I noticed that about him. He runs on his toes, which is attractive. It's, it's, sure. it's it is. very yeah. much so attractive. He was a track guy in high school. Boom, yeah. boom, pow. I might yep. know. I might, I might have been reading on him. <laughs> but yeah, this this guy right here, he's, he breaks a lot of tackles. He's insane in the open field. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to blaze that 40 also, uh, too. I agree. 4-3 four, four, is possible for him. Boom, Ooh. boom. I agree. He's going to turn some heads. And he also, to, to me, he's one of those, like we were talking about, one of those guys that might be at the... I don't know, maybe fourth, fourth round, maybe fifth mm-hmm. round Those, running back. But yeah. if he runs that forty, the way that I think he is, because we already know there's a difference between on the field speed mm-hmm. and then the forty speed. If he puts it together, sure. he, some people are going to be wondering. And his, I mean, I like I like him a lot. So what well, I like it, saying his name, Abandaconda. <laughs> Abandaconda. He's a perfect example of why 
you know, you don't necessarily need to go draft a running back in the first round because Ooh. oh lord, here you go. The depth, at second, third, fourth <laughs> round. Started. I mean, you can get that guy in the early fourth, maybe late third. You know, I think he's my my only issue with him is the contact balance. Yeah, he's yeah he's not he's it, not an every down back. He's right. not a guy that's going right. to run through people. Yeah. He is going to break tackles because of angles. I think mm-hmm. he understands angles well, yeah. and I also think he understands when to accelerate. Mm-hmm. At the right time, like yeah. when he hits the hole, there's he he has. I think he has just enough suddenness and shiftiness to kind of balance out the fact that he does not have a whole bunch of size. Yeah, so he, yeah. he will destroy pursuit angles with the way he can gear change, and then yeah, like you like you're saying that that suddenness. I I, I agree. Um, but I, I do. Sorry. But no, it's the holes won't be as profound in the NFL to be able Tracking. to do that. So you know, it's mm-hmm. like okay. Full-time back, probably not, but a guy that could come in and be a really productive part of your offense, yes, he, he can definitely be that. So, like, potentially on a team that, like, franchise tagged the yeah. running back in the offseason that's yeah, got some explosiveness like with it. I mean, I don't know. I just yeah, wanted th- to throw that, that out there. That might like to use running backs as receivers <laughs> As, like, a sometimes. one-two punch, and you maybe use them out of the backfield and maybe block sometimes. Yeah, no, that sounds I like uh, his hands, too. I think he has, like, he has strong hands for, you know, the times that he did get to try mm-hmm. to show his receiving qualities. It looked natural to him. It didn't mm-hmm. look like oh, I'm a running back, and I'm just now learning how to catch the ball. It was like I'm catching the ball in motion as I'm in. And I think that's a running back. It's important. Mm. It seems to be more and more important mm-hmm. these days when you're talking about running back. There's a Cowboys player, Israel Mukwamu. Why not just have Israel Abanaconda? Oh. I mean, why not? Let's just, let's just double you dip it. you have two Izzy's. Izzy. Real, no, real quick, it. out of those two, Israel Abanaconda out of Pitt. And Devin A. Chain out of Texas A and M, two running backs. Which one's going to run a faster forty this week? Which one do you think? A. Chain's my pick for the fastest. Ooh, overall, out of, out of anybody. So I think he's my favorite. I'm gonna. I mean, I'll go with A. Chain there. I mean, he's just he's got that scary speed, um, and I, you see it on the field. Uh, I mean, obviously, he ran track for A and M. Yeah. In March, he ran a, a twenty point twenty in the two hundred meters. And to put that into perspective, didn't he medal in the SEC championships? Yeah, yeah. Well, to qualify for the Olympics, you have to be at least you have to be under twenty point two four, and he was twenty point two zero. So wow, <laughs> I mean, I mean, just scary. scary That's speed. nuts. So, but and this is a football player first, track sure. uh, athlete second. But I am interested to see where does he weigh in at. He's listed at one eighty five, mm-hmm. and you know that's. Not many running backs are sub one ninety in the NFL doing big things. So, um, what? It, but you have to fa- factor in as soon as he was done with football, he joined the track team. So it's yeah. not like he really focused on adding weight. Yeah, developing he probably his dropped. Body. He's probably really lean. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. but preparing for the combine, preparing for the NFL, how much is he going to weigh? So I, I'll, I'll be paying close attention to his measurables when they come. A couple out. other sandwiches to kind of fit yeah, into it and right. try and build them up a little bit. That Bryce Young plan. Yeah, no doubt. Let's go into our second break. Before that, tax season can be more stressful than a last-second Hail Mary with the game on the line or more stressful than than draft season. Overcome your taxiety today with Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment at libertytax.com slash cowboys. More of the draft show coming up next right after this. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Registration is now open for 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Football and Cheer Camps presented by Invisalign. You can use the promo code SPRINGBREAK23 for $25 off campus on March 14th and March 15th and take advantage of early bird pricing when you sign up for a summer camp by May 12th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. You're going to send the kiddos to Dallas Cowboys camps well, put them on the plane first and yeah. then you know that's it's a long road trip yeah, from ohio we'll have uh, jerry send the uh the chopper yeah, yeah we'll, we'll make it happen jerry force one heading to dane <laughs> <laughs> that would be a storyline i'll tell you that yeah. much about it all right we've got dane brugler aisha morrison i'm kyle yeomans here from radio row in the indianapolis convention center and the 2023 nfl combine this is not the last time we're going to have dane we're going to have him tomorrow as well so stay tuned for that tomorrow afternoon we'll have another episode out but we'll wrap things up this way i want more tell me more i I asked this question to to bucky in the the first part of this okay since the last time we talked who's been your favorite film study who's been your go-to guy to watch Mm. somebody that Maybe you didn't watch a ton of early. Maybe you went back. You, you mentioned Tillman, wide receiver from yep. Tennessee, a little bit ago. Yeah, one. Is is there somebody else that's like that? That when you went back and watched him, it really stuck out. Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, Cedric Tillman would be one of them. I, I don't think I was high enough on him. Um, I, I liked him quite a bit, and, and he's a guy that wasn't at the Senior Bowl, so mm-hmm. um, you, you know I think he was a little out of sight, out of mind. But yeah. He, I, you almost have to go back to his twenty twenty one stuff to really appreciate how good he was. Um, bu- 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 bu, let me, I'm looking through my list right now. I mean, Lucas Van Ness, I, I, I think is really really good. He's okay. so he's, good, dude. He's and he's gonna he's gonna blow it up here. He's two seventy five and he's gonna run the four fives. Um, out of Iowa. Out of Iowa, yes. Yep. Um, hockey player growing up, you know that's where he got that physical uh, that agility, but also that physical uh, nature uh, that he plays with. It's fascinating. A guy with zero career starts in college is going to be a top 12 pick. But I, I, I do think Lucas Van Ness uh, could end up going that high. So, you know, he's in that mix. Um, oh, how about a guy we talked about earlier? Okay. Uh, Ivan Pace. I mean, that's Cincinnati. Guy, yeah. Just uh, I don't know how you can watch his film and just not appreciate just how hard he plays. Um, I, he is – he's just going to try and run through you, you know, and it's – He'll learn in the NFL. He can't always do that, but um, I want that energy on my field, on my team, um, I, and I want that. If you told me he moonlighted as a uh, MMA fighter, would not be surprised at all. Like that's that's <laughs> just how he plays, and so um, you know, I think he's a guy that you just appreciate more and more. And okay, well, how's he fit on your NFL team? I'm not quite sure yet. Like, is he? You know, can he cover? Can he play special teams? Like, I, there's there are questions that need to be answered. All I know is he's just a darn good football player, and so the more you more you watch him, the more you appreciate him. And it's like, man, I just I want to find a, a way to get this guy on my team. Uh, to your point, I um, was at his interview, and he talked about wrestling. He wrestled yeah. for thirteen years, uh-huh. and he said he's play. He wrestled as long as he played football, and mm-hmm. he said if you if you're playing linebacker, like you need to be, you need to wrestle. So he, he had it MMA. as a prerequisite to yes. playing linebacker. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and and that's actually what I have on. Hard to get your hands on him. He diagnoses really well, like you were talking right. about, and he just, like you said, he is one of those guys that you have to really, in your mind, kind of throw out all the stuff that we're supposed to know about linebacker, and just enjoy watching this player yeah. play football at a high level. Yeah. Like it, it, it is like that with him. So it was dope hearing him talk, and he's not, he does not care about his size at no. all. No, he is not thrown out. And as someone that's five one. Definitely, I felt that. Like I, when he said, sure. when he said today, he was like, "I don't, I don't care about you know, I don't really care about how small I usually I am was whatever. in the back, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's me. Yes, <laughs> we agree. But no, like he's he's been one of my guys. Like, all right, so I've been looking at you know, because I've been looking mm. at guard, you know, trying mm-hmm. to. This guy's actually left tackle, Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. Got to see him. I, I watched him play some of the left guard that he played. 
and it was pretty it's pretty good. I thought I thought his pass his pass pro is what's really impressive. Yep. His feet just keep moving. He yep. doesn't stop. And I, his his I think his his punch or his arms are good enough to where he's like he can keep you off of him or just keep that just enough spacing yep. to where he, he's almost like a nuisance to me in pass pro where if you're a DN, you're probably annoyed by the fact that you you can't get to him. And I, also, too, I, I believe one of – dang it, I believe I actually think I saved it. I, there were one, one of the DNs today spoke about him mm. and talked about how he was one of the – Felix. Yeah, K-State. Yeah. Felix, yeah. Right. He said that he was the toughest – Mm-hmm. The toughest offensive tackle that he faced in college. I buy that. He, he said he has he has quick feet, aggressive hands, and he was like he's the best tackle in this class, in my opinion. Wow, which That's is really high praise from a guy we just talked about DN wise that is through the roof. I, I just I also too I watched him against uh, Keandre Coburn from Texas, mm. who was someone that I mentioned on the draft show, and Keandre got him that first couple plays of the game. And it was crickets after that. It was real quiet from Keandre for the rest of the no game. No doubt. He's actually one of those guys, too, that once he figures it out, he figures it out. And He's um, young. He's very he, – he just turned 21 years old, like, last week. So smart. Like, he's so a smart. young player. So. He even has the ability – like, we don't see it that much in a lot of offensive linemen until later in their career, but the ability to – to have the awareness to disengage, help out their buddy, yeah. and get back on their, their play. It's something that even I think Tyler Smith had to learn and get better at this season. He does this well already. So I was just seeing a little bit of the flex. He had to step in that guard this year, well, in 2022 for a few games, and I thought he played more than well enough there that if you did decide to maybe slide him in, he gets some coaching, this guy might be a player at guard as well, even though he's a left tackle. Where do you have him? Uh, I mean, he was... Like number sixty on my top one hundred. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's not. Bro, I'll tell you what, we've seen worse tackles go in the first round. Mm-hmm. So if Anton Harrison ends up going in the first round, that shouldn't surprise anybody. That's just a value to the tackle position, right? Yeah. Sure, absolutely. And so I mean he's Anton Harrison's a good player who um, would not be surprised at all if he ends up going top forty, top thirty, because you know the a lot of what you said, the light feet, the uh, the fact that he just turned twenty one, his entire rookie year he's gonna be twenty one years old, and he's still learning, and you feel not just who he is now, but what he's gonna grow into, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's very natural. Cowboys valued that with Tyler Smith yep. yeah. in his youth coming out of college, and mm-hmm. even though he had experience, which Harrison does as well, you have that youth to kind of combine the two with it. That's something to keep in mind as well. Tell me more about Keon White, edge rusher out of mm. Georgia Tech. I got notes in here. I got notes on him. Fascinating background. Um, you talk about a guy who, okay, his junior year in high school, he was a 205-pound center. Okay. Wow. No buzz on this guy as a recruit. Was this like a two-A school or was it like uh, a legitimate no, school? No, yeah. I mean, it, it, he just – he. he his body, Garner High School in Garner, North Carolina. Yeah, his body hadn't developed, you know, like that type of thing. And then he moves to tight end and defensive end as a senior and no offers until like right before signing day. And Old Dominion gives him a shot. Okay. So he goes to Old Dominion. He's a tight end. He's a blocking tight end. He's got like 11 catches. Um, and then they say, well, let's try to move you to D-end. Move to <laughs> D-end. Okay. And then COVID happens. And so he has to. Old Dominion cancels their season. He's like, I want to play. So he transfers to Georgia Tech. Mm. Uh, and then before the 2021 season, playing basketball, just dislocates his ankle. Uh, so he's out basically all of 2021. Came back, but he wasn't 100%. So really this year is like the most we've been able to see him healthy and at defensive end. And mm. he's a freaky athlete. Yeah. Uh, but six-year six year senior, so he's been in college a lot. Um, older guy. But he's another guy that's going to test really well here. He moves really cleanly. He's he's got power to him. He's two eighty five, uh, but he moves better than some guys that are two hundred fifty five pounds. Yeah, I that's one of the things I wrote down about him was we don't know. Like it could be really he could be really great. Sure. Or injuries might be a thing because, like you said, like they have attacked him really this last couple They've years. Compounded upon each other. Yes, but. To your point, Dane, he is such a presence on the field. You can, yeah. I, I've obviously I've never been on the field with him, but I feel like you could probably feel him and the speed to power is there. Mm-hmm. I feel like the hand tech could get a little bit better, but at the same time, I think he disengages pretty well as well. I, I was impressed with him. I'm just a little on the fence with sure. the nature of, especially when you start talking about ankles and stuff like that with a guy that. I mean, as a, as a DN, you you need to be able to do all those things. So. And he. Um he's 
really smart. He he really he, he wants to get into real estate. Like he's he's he's, he's yeah. very business focused. Um, he was an interesting guy to talk to. Um, but you know, he's again, he's an older guy. So what's the value of a player like that? Could he go first round? I with his traits and the way he's going to test, absolutely. I think he could end up going first round. I think he was number forty for me in my top one hundred. So just outside um, the first round, early to mid second round is where I have him. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone jumps on just the pure talent that he offers. Yeah, if he ends up sliding into the early parts of that first round, it would be a tough conversation. Or early parts of the second round, right, rather. Right, right, right. It would be a tough conversation for the Cowboys to try and pick him up. Because at 26, mm-hmm. it might be too rich. At 58, it might be too soft. You know, you yeah, never I really mean, know with a prospect again, like that. Again, with that ability, you know, yeah, I, I can I can get it. He's he's uh, He just turned 24 years old. And so, you know, how does that factor in? Uh, yeah. But I think when you look at... Um, his journey, we just laid it out. He's, you know, really late to the position, so he's he's got upside. Most twenty-four year olds don't have upside. This guy does. Yeah. So, so you got to have a good coaching staff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Who are you most excited to watch going into the drills tomorrow? We will have one more show before the drills happen. We'll talk a little bit more about what could maybe come of that in tomorrow night's coverage. But who are you looking forward to seeing the most? For me, it's got to be Will Anderson. You okay. know, I think. Um, do you post the numbers of a potential top five pick? You yeah. know, I mean, we, the tape, check that box. You know, he, you see it on the tape. The stats, it, even though he, his junior stats weren't as good as his sophomore stats, still, check that box. He was outstanding in terms of production. What's his 10-yard look like? You know, 10-yard split. What's the three-cone look like? Um, you know, just the – how does he run the hoop and the position drills? Uh, I want to see him look like a top three pick, top five pick, because uh, everything else about Will Anderson says he is. Um, so I just want to see it on the field just to kind of – because, again, that's what the combine is. It's, it's cross-checking exercise, making sure that you're verifying what you saw on tape and what you see in the stat sheet. It's verified here. I just want to see Will Anderson be able to do that. I got – can I say two? Yes, of course. Okay, so Dewan Jones. Yeah, Ohio uh, State. Ohio State yeah. is one of the gentlemen I'm really looking at because we only saw him for one day at the Senior mm-hmm. Bowl. He came in there. He showed his feet look far improved from what I saw to him at, at the Senior Bowl. And yeah. a few drills that we saw him do, I, prior to that, I for saw For a 370-pounder. True yeah. that, true <laughs> that. I saw him struggle with the speedy edge rushers, and he put he put them in a seatbelt in the Senior mm. Bowl. So want to see how he tests the them in. Yeah, and I think he could change – I think the conversation between about him and Osiris could could change with this, with how they grade out, how they test here. Wow. Um, so those are my that's those those gentlemen there, and then also too, Will McDonald is a guy that you know already mm-hmm. like Iowa State, another multiple sport athlete, yep. skateboards, martial artist, all this stuff, mm-hmm. credible balance. I want to. He strikes me as another athlete, like oh, yeah. just a crazy athlete. I want to see how he tests. I think he could help his stock because I know a lot of people were worried about um, his size and the run game, very the run lean, stopping. Right, yeah. Very lean. But if he tests well, I think mm-hmm. it could change the conversation a little bit for him as well. I, I th- yeah, and I think he's going <laughs> to test well because that's, that's what he is. He, he, is, <laughs> he is an athlete. So uh, even though I, – because I, I do have questions about I, yeah. his, his ability versus a run. And for a fifth-year senior who's going to be a 24-year-old rookie – I, I wish he was a little more advanced, uh, you know, for where he is. Um, I still feel he's like a little raw in terms of his, his setup with his rush moves and things like that. But there is no question about his athleticism. Yeah, he he should tear it up here. I don't. So I'm not going to be blas- blasphemous. I'm not going to say yeah. that. But as far as the the rawness, the athleticism mm-hmm. and oh, stuff. No. Where as, are you going with no, it? No, I'm just saying. Like we've seen a guy like that, and he got some coaching, and he's better. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Number eleven. <laughs> Micah Parsons. But I'm just but it, with with DN right now to me, I'm looking for. Pers- I, I've been telling you, pursuit mm-hmm. and athleticism is so important to me because of how much the RPO is involved in this game, run action, that stuff. The guys that aren't that athletic at end mm-hmm. are struggling. They show here. up. There, it's it like. I'm sorry. Please don't get me. Tank. I, Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence, fantastic at stopping the run. Fantastic right, right. at stopping the run. But when he got put on an island a couple times this year, there was some struggle. And I think we've seen that with other players too. So I'm I'm looking at the pursuit and how much of an athlete you are because I think the rest you can kind of coach. But mm. the pursuit really is important to me in this in this league in the way that it's being played right now. Oh, that's that, that's well said. Um, one other guy I would want to mention uh, Zach Harrison, who mm. we didn't get a chance to see at the Senior Bowl, but uh, what's cool? 
Ohio State. Okay. Um, <laughs> this guy is going to uh, test big time. Really? And he is 265. And I'll put the over-under on his 40 at 4-5-3. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's going to be that type moving. Of so I want to see. Um, I want to see because he he's he was in in high school. He was a sub eleven second hundred meter guy. Um, he's got big time speed. He's really long too. He should have over thirty six inch arms. Um, so Zach Harrison, if you're looking for a, a linear rusher with speed and length, uh, Harrison's your guy. This is a big human. Two seventy. Oh. He's going to be rolling two, like that between two sixty and two seventy probably. Yeah. Mm. Hey, don't get in his way. Fun stuff. <laughs> this is what we look forward to in the combine is chopping it up like that. And we're going to do that a little bit more tomorrow with Dane Brugler from the Athletic. Dane, thanks so much for hopping on and oh, thanks for the invite. We'll talk this to you fun. again tomorrow. This is this is what I come here for. This, this is I what do. the excitement is. Let's go. Uh, let's go have some fun. Let's bring back a ton of information, and then we're going to bring it to the fans tomorrow with more of the draft show. Special thanks to our friends over at Miller Lite for Aisha Morrison and the Athletics Dame Brugler. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow with more of the draft show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!